Hey, how's it going? I'm Aiden Hall. And I'm Jake Doolin. And you're listening to Bite. Welcome to the Coven Podcast, Bite's very own feminism and nerdiness podcast, where we talk about everything from gaming to YouTube to all the way back to staying safe during spring break, which I hope everyone still stayed safe during spring break, because it doesn't feel like spring out yet. So keep mm-hmm. staying sa- staying safe, guys. Um, I'm your host, the Witch of the Wavelengths, Daily Wilhelm. Joining me today is the wonderful Courtney Tuckman, the Haribo Slayer, and the always lovely Emma, hashtag no last name. Needs no introduction or last name. And joining me is to complete our our TCOG, the original Coven crew, is... Christine, hashtag her last name is Hair. There we go. We're all introduced. Hashtag crew. Hashtag crew. (laughs) The Coven crew. So this evening we're talking about what I probably waste most of my life on, and that's YouTube. Hey, me too. Hey, yeah. What's a life? I mean, we're college kids, and I can safely say that like we don't all have cable. We don't have like a regular TV. We have our laptops, and we have the internet, and thus we have YouTube, which is invariably up somewhere in my browser when I have way too many tabs open. Um, I am really into a lot of different videos right now. Right now I'm on a big BuzzFeed binge, which they just pump out videos one by one. Like there's at least seven that goes up a day. Hmm. Um, But really we're here to talk about like the core of YouTube, which isn't things like people creating their own content and putting that up there for the world to enjoy. And specifically where women fall into that because what was that statistic again emma it was like um 17 of the top 100 youtube channels are fronted by women so that's 17 percent. if you got that on a final exam you're going back to kindergarten because you failed that hard oh um and why why do we think that this is a thing why do we think that it's only the 17 why where's that other what's math that... i have a thought yeah i don't no, it might have something to do with, you know, the patriarchy and white male supremacy and all that. But a thought that has always crossed my mind is um, some of the uh, most popular channels that women will try and do are beauty channels. And when um, when you do a beauty channel, that automatically, like, basically cuts off half of the population to watch your videos because like if I was a man I wouldn't want to watch a video yeah. about how to tease your hair you should if you want to look good gosh <laughs> and like you, you gotta expect those YouTube girl females that do uh, beauty have to look good or else probably right. half those comments will be like well didn't work for you you ugly and then it's yeah like, oh. the YouTube comment section is a whole nother thing that we mm-hmm. we will get into that this fine podcast this mm-hmm. podcast that will be inevitably tarnished by YouTube con- comments they're horrible mm-hmm. horrible horrible place the YouTube comment section as Jack's films has explored yes yes <laughs> Courtney's favorite <laughs> or um, or should I say yes Jack's yes. least favorite word <laughs> yes but so 
there's the blue uh, there's the beauty bloggers there's let's players there's straight up vloggers there's like sketch comedy videos there's uh how-tos. animation there's how to's how to basic mm-hmm. that's that's oh on a, another level of existence is how to basic Ugh. um what else is there there's like the actual like informative things cat videos that are, like cat videos there we go the actual informative things cat videos <clears throat> um vine compilations like you can if if you're looking for something you can basically find it on youtube but i think right now the biggest thing that i've really noticed is it's let's players and we of course are familiar with that because of like rooster teeth we're all i'm sorry courtney excluding you we're all fans of rooster teeth here and they recently rebranded their page and uh the let's play page and people are like hurt over the logo i'm insulted they did not ask my permission (laughs) (laughs) honestly they should they should have went straight to Kristen here. Yeah, I'm mostly like I'm mostly like where did this come from? What was wrong with their logo? Like what's going on? I'm I'm just like concerned. I'm just like what's going on? Where where am I? But what I miss? A lot of the most recent comments are the um. It's like mainly just people being like, well, the new logo sucks. Blah blah blah. And I'm just like I'm sitting here. I'm one of those people. I just don't really like. It's not that big of a deal to me. Like. Yeah. You know, it's you can rebrand yourself if you want to. Like change your logo around. Like you know. You can change stuff if you want to. It's your channel. It's your career. Like, do what you want. Right. That uh, that raises an interesting question, though. Do you think that these channels that have millions and millions of subscribers are liable to what their viewers want? Or because it's, like, something that it's not, like, basic cable and, like, ah, the, the audience wants this. If you don't do this, we're going to cancel the show. And it's just, you know, self-produced content. Like, how is that, how does that affect, like, what you actually put out? I'm just thinking about the whole logo issue. It's like, well, you have this, like, well, they have so much content, like, t-shirts and whatnot focused on this logo. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of a weird shift where they kind of went back into Achievement Hunter videos, trying to separate what makes a Let's Play and what makes an Achievement Hunter video. Because they'll have, typically, you'll, you'll find some with, like, Funhouse, and they'll have that sub. It's kind of like trying to make, be separate make a clear separation with the right. new logo, I think. Oh, so they can make more t-shirts with the new logo. Not True. that anyone would want to buy them, because I don't know, that uh, logo ugly. You don't, you're ugly. not liking it? It needs to go on a beauty trip. Need it needs, it some needs to go watch some Zoella videos. It needs a blush. Some, yeah. It's got to learn how to contour. Yes. Just watch those uh, beauty bloggers. Mm-hmm. But um, Let's Players are an interesting thing in the first place. I mean... Their videos typically range for hours versus, like, what we expect from a YouTube video, which is between, like, two and five minutes. If it's a seven-minute video, sometimes I'm like, meh. Yeah. Yeah, You can't hold my attention for that long. Honestly, uh, one of the reasons why I'm kind of turned off by Game Grumps, sorry, everyone, is, like, (laughs) I'm so used to to their videos being only, like, ten minutes. I'm just like, what can you even do in ten minutes? Right. Do you think they set themselves apart, then? by doing that i don't know i don't watch them yes because um one they don't have a face camera yeah and i uh, i know that's a really popular trend and i think because they don't have a face camera uh they it adds for a lot more possibilities for voice acting because they're both really good at that yeah especially aaron and like 
there's so many comedic moments like and if Hello. i if i just if i just <laughs> saw his face if i like saw him doing it it wouldn't be nearly as funny yeah like watching him play <laughs> super mario galaxy and hearing aaron be like we won't let them take our land <laughs> in like a toad voice yeah it's like the funniest thing to me um and also, the point of Game Grumps is not to see them actually do something in a video. Like, you don't watch a Game Grumps video to, like, be like, oh, I hope they finish this level in this episode. Like, no. You watch it because they suffer. Oh. You watch it for the suffering. Okay. Maybe I'm not that sadistic. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, that's the thing, too. Are we watching um, Let's Players because we want to see, like, the way that the game is played because sometimes I won't play a game. I'll just be like, oh, I can watch it. I don't want to spend the money on yeah. Steam. Yeah. I'll just watch Cry play it. Or are we watching it for their personality and the funnies that come out of that? Or is it a little of both? What, what, what are both. you guys' preferences? I'd say there's definitely some both because I know I watch some where it's like, all right, here's this story. Like, it's a telltale game yeah clearly that well not a lot of very there's only some whatever I, you, your complaints about telltale i can just watch like a let's play and be like all right uh typically i don't go out searching i'll just enjoy the people i watch and they'll find that but like uh hey did anyone know we're big rooster teeth fans we want there's also a lot of gta videos and clearly those aren't those are us watching them right. not watching the game because, like, half the time on those community compilations, it's mm-hmm. just when they're freaking out, Gavin is making bird noises, and Ryan is still in the air. Um, uh, versus... Leave him alone. <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> He's a grown man. He can take it. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> but, so, I would definitely side with the opinion that um, Let's Plays are more for the experience you get with the Let's Player. That's why people with such big personalities like Markiplier are the most popular ones on YouTube. Did you know, guys, that he is definitely going to be at Indie PopCon? What? Really? Yep. Wasn't he, like, uh, which con was he at last sum- summer? Indie PopCon. Yep. And he I'm was, like, he's he was doing here. that again. Along he was with in the vicinity. Ray uh, Nervous Jr. is also going. Right. Meg Turney. Aaron's going. Yep, Meg. Yeah, um, Kara and um, whoever voices Winter Schnee, the yep. those are going. I'm just like Barb, please. Basically, uh, Rooster Teeth. Yeah, basically Rooster Teeth's coming up here. I'm, more, I'm gonna have to see Ray. Oh but my god, we're, yes. Yeah, there will be some coverage of Indie Popcom here at ByteBSU.com. So keep an eye out for that this mm-hmm. coming summer. This summer. Shameless plug in. Shameless plug. Shameless this plug. summer, summer, summer. Yeah, I I wish I had that voice just on cue, but oh well. But so another thing, um, what Rooster Teeth has always said that they are not fans of doing and that they don't want to ever get near is vlogging, which mm-hmm. is a phenomenon on YouTube. I mean, I think Please that explain w- it to me. So I'm, I'm so concerned. Like, vlogging? Yeah. By d- vlogging is video blogging. It kind of started, I feel like, with John Green and Hank Green. And they would, you know, talk into the camera. You're talking to the camera as if it's a person that you're explaining things to. It's like, hello, audience. And, you know, you're talking directly into the camera. Sometimes it's some people define it by it's like, here's my what is happening today. Okay, I'm just whenever I think of blogging, it's like, hey, guys, here's what I did today. Yeah. Or just think of like a blog, but in video. Yeah. Hence vlog. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't. 
if you're not like super famous, it's kind of like weird issue of Twitter. It's like who's going to see this if you're not famous? I even find super famous people's blogs to be kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. it there's like, definitely a subtle talent oh, to it. Like shaytards are so boring for me. I'm yeah. so sorry, but it's like okay, your family and they're really religious. Okay, yay. <laughs> I'm actually realizing I think it is kind of like a vlog. Um, it ruined my group of friends. This one girl who, and it's all like very act, good acting, sarcasm and whatnot. Where the one I remember is, I'm sorry, I don't know her name. Where she's just like, the video title is like, I love PP the Frog. Pepe. And, Pepe. No, no. She pronounces she said, it as PP. Okay. And it starts at. Do you know, know this? I know who you're talking okay. about. I think so. You can pull up the name, please, while I, mm-hmm. I talk about this video. And, like, you see her face painted green with bright red lipstick. And she's talking about how much she loves PP and whatnot. Oh my and God. she's just like, oh, changed her life and whatnot. And then she's like, just kidding. She's like, I hate pp the frog she has ruined my group of friends with that thing because now we'll just say i hate oh god you have the video uh yeah her channel name is our third life and i know her videos from i think she's um this is like a fake thing where um a reaction she's um there was a viral i'm pretty sure it's the same girl where she talks about yeah it is the same girl she talks about um it's like we don't need all these languages. We don't. We just need Amer. We just need English, not Americanish. And I'm just like, there's no way this can be real. So like she, one of those fake video series yeah, it's, where it's, it's just it's, so absurd that like kind of like how uh, Lonely Girl 15. Lonely yes! Girl 15. Yeah. Iconic. That's that's just part of like, that's a ancient YouTube relic right there. <laughs> like when archaeologists dig into the internet, like in 21 whatever. Um, they're going to find that and be like, why did people believe this? <laughs> why? No, this <laughs> yes. girl, she also tried to, uh, she also explained how uh, minions are also Chinese, small midget Chinese workers okay. or something. Okay. She's- <laughs> that, that's, there was a last week tonight about uh, conspiracy YouTube videos. Uh, and that's yeah. a whole, that's like the dark side of YouTube. That's like that beautiful. along I with saw like that video. weird medical videos. Underground YouTube. Underground <laughs> YouTube. The... <laughs> that's the territory that you only wind up at one in the morning but okay vloggers anyone here a fan of Uh, any specific vlogger dan and phil dan and phil (laughs) dan and phil i think can be i'm trash they're vloggers i am garbage um Okay, yeah, I like Dan and Phil when they play video games. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't watch their vlogs, really. No. Dan and Phil games. Dan and Phil games. Um, Superwoman's all right. Yeah. Hmm. Yay. Female representation I'm thinking, in the vlogging community. I'm thinking pretty much all I can probably relate to, really, is back in younger days, uh, back when Smosh was a lot more popular. I think Smosh. I watched maybe a few more. I guess we could call them V-blog or vlogs yeah. that they did. I would watch. I mean, there's, like, series where people vlog every day, and it's, like, a 13-minute video. I mean, I know Too much. one of my favorite uh, vloggers are uh, BF versus GF, uh, and they originally had the Prank versus Prank channel, but uh, they have a whole nother channel, BF versus GF, where they just vlog about their whole day, and they every day are putting out, like, a 15- to 20-minute video just going through, like... Here, we were over here, 
and like just filming throughout the day. Yeah, can I just say like I loved the old prank versus prank videos. I thought they were awesome. I think their their vlogs are so boring. Like I'm just like prank each other again. Yeah. It's not for everyone, definitely, but I mean people who have been kind of defined as vloggers have like earned, you know, all that YouTube money and then they get book deals. Like, can we talk about, like, the YouTube community that, like, everyone's writing a book? That is so dumb. I'm sorry. You don't like it? No. Like, Tyler Oakley did no. a book. No. Um, Zoella did a book. What do they do Dan books Phil about? Did one. Dan how Phil I, did a book. How I Became Successful. What are these books about? Joey Gar- Graf- Gar- Graceffa. Okay, I saw book. PewDiePie's book, and it was, like, <laughs> I don't even know what that Wasn't was. was it just, like, memes? It was, I just, I'm just, like. PewDiePie is a meme in and of itself. Basically. I just. I like, I liked, I should say in past, past tense, I liked YouTube uh, a couple years ago before everybody like really launched into fame, but they were still just, they were still famous, but they weren't on the talk shows yet and stuff because like, I like the idea that like anyone can create anything like, and we're just all people. We're not. We're just people with a camera on our living room couch, and now they're all like, just kidding, I have a book deal, and it became a bestseller, and it's like, these people are good at self-produced content on YouTube. They're not really good writers, right? per se. I mean, I haven't read, like, any other book aside from um, The Amazing Book is Not on Fire, and that was more of a kind of a collection of, like, collages and art pieces and like some blog entries um and I liked it for what it was but I I can't speak to like Tyler Oakley's book or Joey how do you say his name again Emma Graceffa 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 but um I have definitely seen like Tyler Oakley popping up everywhere like I'll just be watching a show on MTV and suddenly Tyler Oakley is there and I'm like what get back on YouTube what are you doing go back to where you let you out but I'm thinking uh what you're talking about right before uh with one of my friends, he's trying to get into the whole YouTube video popular thing. Uh, it's the struggle's real. And he was talking about, he's like, I might have to move to either like Austin or somewhere in California because pretty much popular YouTubers are all in like, in, like a big that city. Is true. They're all, London. yeah. And that's how they're able to cooperate with Unless each other. Unless you're John Green. Which Unless kind you're John of, Green and yeah. you're up here in Indy. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> which kind of <laughs> counters the whole anyone can be a youtube star right so has has it changed entirely can anyone still be a youtube star or does it take a lot more it's become increasingly difficult to get your content noticed because with the rise of the vlogger that you've seen it's like you know them getting so much fame so much recognition you're um you're seeing a lot more people like oh well i can do that too so there is just so much more content on YouTube so it's much less likely statistically for you to be like for you to be noticed and for your create to and for you to get the same level of fame that these people have gotten and also the most famous ones you see today started their channels back in 09 like way back when Mm -hmm. you know I think what might be changing like taking over that whole anyone can be famous uh might be vines 
That's where I think mm-hmm. we're finding a lot more people. I might I don't know these people. I might start recognizing them over and over in more popular vines, but that's becoming more right. anyone. And I think it also helps that the content is so short. And it's you just can... random, like damn Daniel back at it Honestly, again with the white who, bands. Who who is Daniel? <laughs> we we don't know. And then even, he ends up on Ellen. Yeah, even then you see like those uh those famous things where it's um in Vine, the Viners are even branding themselves, like right. King Batch, and yeah. um, there's a lot of those. A lot of those Viners are making this money, and there's it's becoming like it's becoming another YouTube, and like you see these Vine owners also since they have that massive following through Vine, going over to YouTube as well. Right. So it's like they're getting like double the fame, and they're putting out this many um, things per. This many, they're expected to put out like a few so vines, much content. yeah. And it's like, also with YouTubers and everything, they're expected to be on all social media, to be on top of everything. It's like, right. it's a full time job being mm-hmm. a YouTuber these yeah. days. Yeah, you know, with what we're saying, I don't even blame these guys for trying to make it big. Like, it's tough, and if you have the shot, you might as well go for it as yeah. far as you can. I mean, you can see definitely the benefits, especially in like vloggers' videos, because it's like, hey, YouTube paid for us to go to Europe, or like YouTube asked us to go to this event, or just like VidCon itself. There was a recent um, Vine or a bunch of Viners were sent to Japan by Vine. Like, dang. And it's like. Dang, and, Vine. And it's like even then with. Back at it again. <laughs> with with Vine, it's like in the viral videos, like people are trying to make these. But the thing is, a lot of times with viral videos is that it's just a random, you know, just a random thing that someone picks up is just like, hey, and then it just gets shared massively, you know, right. unless you're Rick Astley. Because then, <laughs> then that happens. Then, then that happened. That was like, was that? That's near to like one of the original viral things. Like definitely, oh, yeah. one I can't of the wait first, for April like, Fools. Memes before memes became like common knowledge. Like I honestly cherish getting rickrolled. Like it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, if I get rickrolled, it's like for a second I'm just like, oh, I should have seen this coming. But then I'm just like, ah. Uh, it is my top one of my top favorite memes. I love it. It's just I don't even get disappointed. I'm like, finally. Yes. Because it's harmless. Like it doesn't hurt anyone. It's not it's just like you're just like, oh, this just like, hey, look at this, and you click on it, and it's just like da 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 It's like oh Rick Astley, you done it again. Yeah, done it again. But that's a good segue into so prank videos are another big part of YouTube. There's I don't even know how many channels are centered around, like, here's the prank of the week. Um, I think that prank videos in themselves are pretty problematic because you just have to keep escalating, like, it's... how bad you're pranking someone. Like, how do you guys enjoy prank videos? Yes. I, like, I'm subscribed to a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot, a couple prank channels, but I like the the harmless pranks. Like the ones where uh, Roman Atwood fills his living room with colorful, uh, like plastic balls, like right. a, like Turns a ball his house pit. into a ball pit. Not when he, uh, I I prefer those Roman Atwood videos, not to the ones where like he fakes his son's death in front of his mother's eyes, right? And she's like sobbing on the oh, like God. ground, and then the real the son comes out and he's okay, and the mother's just like, what like. Like, not harmless pranks. Harmless, harmless pranks. prank videos, those are good prank videos. There's, yeah. like, um, 
Showing uh, YouTube views. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Rick Ashley video is kind of high. 191 million views. Million. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm thinking of one of my favorite ones where a little girl, they kind of painted some concrete it was like sponges or something make it look like concrete blocks yeah so then she would carry a bunch while like a full-grown oh, man oh. is struggling with like maybe one yeah like the, that's the... cute and harmless right when you're trying to scare or damage property that can get like it depends damage property but like sometimes you know scaring people it can go too far like make quick ones sure but then there's some like mill the night maybe is too much yeah I'm thinking also Achievement Hunter has those. Uh, I forget what they call them. Shenanigans? Shenanigans, God yes. Yeah. I'm fine with them pranking but, each other. I mean, that was fairly harmless. Yeah. What they did there. But I have to say, one of my all-time favorite prank videos was this friend trying to uh, teach his other friend a lesson about driving drunk. And, like, uh, the guy had just gotten arrested for, like, a third DUI and his... His friend was very concerned. So he sets up a fake hospital room. And while the uh, DUI friend is uh, passed out after drinking too much, they take him into this fake hospital room. And, I mean, they go nuts with it. Oh they, hire, they hire an actor to come in and play it as a doctor. So as the friend, like, wakes up, the doctor's like, you've been in a coma for 10 years oh. after you uh, drove home drunk. And... Um, like the man's just like what about my wife what about my daughter and like they they even go as far to have like a fake news uh broadcast go on and it's like just justin bieber has come out as gay or something like yeah. that and, like, oh wow you know things like just uh things like that and um then uh you know at the end of the video the the real the friend comes out dressed up like a doctor and he reveals the prank and everything and he's like this could be your life if you don't stop drinking and driving soon that is like so powerful to right. me, and but it was also a really clever way of doing it. Right. Yeah. So like using pranks for good. Yeah. That's I've, great. I've seen people talk about something kind of similar to that. More not at, but like it's like yeah, first twenty. It's my like brother's twenty first birthday. So when he passes out drunk, we're going to put him in a hospital room. And we're all going to we're going to give him a beard and whatnot. Dang. Yeah. And be like, yeah, it's been a long I time. Mean, that's another thing. You there's a lot more commitment required to these like big pranks. Like no longer YouTube is money. it satisfying YouTube money. Yeah, like yeah, prank versus up. prank. Like they can afford to do like Aladdin riding through New York on you know a hoverboard versus um, what they started out with like putting a frog on someone that's sleeping. Like when you're watching those kind of videos, it's typically for nostalgia the versus lobster like, one. the lobster one. You love that one. <laughs> Um, I have an update on the top 100 YouTubers. Um, I'm looking at the top 100 YouTube channels, and um, the 17 are including Vivo accounts. Vivo accounts. So most of the so 17... So like the official accounts for yeah. like female artists. Most of the 17 are um, Vivo accounts. There's... It's like, you know, there's... Um, Zoella, Jenna Marbles are in the list... And um, the Ellen Show, even though I wouldn't really count that, as... that's like a kind of a corporate yeah. thing. It's yeah. not like self-made then, content. It's the problem with these. It's like, yeah, they're technically a top, but it's not what we're looking for. Right. Bethany Moda, Michelle Phan, um, Superwoman, yay, and then Lindsay Sterling. So six are actual content creators. Okay, so that's six percent. Forget flunking back to kindergarten. You're just out of the education system. Aww. Bad, bad job, YouTube. No, no good. 
no good. Try again later. I hope this is just a prank. <laughs> like, is this statistic just a Topical. prank? Topical. Topical. <laughs> well, should we talk well, about ha, ha. some of these female YouTubers? That we we will definitely get okay. to that. But I did want to say about pranks, though, um, how they can be, like, really problematic. Like, have you guys seen or watched any of, like, the pranking in the hood videos? Hmm. It's just kind of these, they're typically like bottom tier prank videos that are like trying really hard, but they go, they specifically are aiming to try to prank and um, aggravate and uh, be aggressive toward black people. And like, it gets to the point where like they fake saying like slurs at black people in trying to get a violent reaction. And it just is... I just have so many problems with that. Like, whenever I see, like, prank, dot, 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 all caps, in the hood. It's just like, why? You just know that it's basically aimed at trying to be like, oh, look at these crazy black people. That just prank videos as a whole, like, can do so much better. And then there's, like, the pickup artist videos where it's, like, you they're filming from afar and it's like go up to that girl and try to get her number by only using drake lyrics which sometimes is successful question mark i don't know we kind of talked about that that. might get me i'm a drake fan yeah (laughs) i'm thinking i'm just like i don't know i feel like i might feel like too awkward like i think i've seen a video where people did like pokemon themed pickup lines (laughs) and i'm kind of like yeah some of these and some of them i'm just like uh, it's like I want to peek at you. I want to squirtle all over you. Yeah. Some of them, it's like, Aww. it gets a little much. That's where you cross yeah. the line into creepy. And I personally, it's like, tell me a nerdy joke or the worst pun ever, and you got me. Just, yeah. I have an awful sense of humor, and I really love puns. So you know. Yeah. Don't make it creepy though, because I will hit you in the face. Yeah, some of the I think pickup lines in general. There are some where it's like, "Hey, you got me in your pants," because I see myself. Yeah, yeah. They, they cross the line. Some of them are just weird. It's like, "All right, you're going straight to that." I ju- I just have never been like really entertained or charmed by these pickup videos because in the end, I'm just like that poor girl is probably just trying to get away as fast as she can. She like gives her number out of like, "Please don't ask anything more of me." Um, some of them. I do like, um, like some of them are like what you mentioned are pretty awful, but I think of the channel Whatever, yeah, which um, is a channel that I really like, and um, there was one that I'm and I they did it with a man and a woman. It was how to get any uh, man or woman's phone number, and um, it was really clever. It was like uh, you go up to okay, so like say I'm a girl, so like I go up to a guy and I'm like, hey. Like, can I borrow your phone? Mine's dead and I need to call my mom. And he's like, okay. So he gives over your phone or he gives over his phone and you type in your own number and you make sure you have your ringer up. So then your own phone in your pocket rings and you're like, thanks for your number. Jeez. I see. Uh And then like, and then they, and then they laugh. And yeah, that's actually yeah. a pretty funny and clever way of doing it. And I've always actually kind of wanted to try it myself. <laughs> oh, Courtney, go for it, girl. Go for it. Um... I don't know. Some, it just, I guess it really depends on how the video is produced. If it's like those overtly like picking up babes at the beach versus like we're going to try to use the best Pokemon pickup lines to get numbers. 
Like, I don't know. There's there's definitely a different tone in certain pickup videos. Mm -hmm. But I think we can all agree that the it wasn't necessarily a pickup video as much as it was a prank. But it's just a prank, bro. Sam Pepper. No. How do we feel it's about... It's just a social mm -hmm. experiment. Right. Social experiment gone horribly, horribly wrong. Just his being in the world feels like a social experiment gone horribly, horribly wrong. Huh? We are talking, of course, of uh, YouTuber Sam Pepper, who has since basically quit the internet, in his words, because he had two very problematic videos, one of which was he pranked girls by having, like, a fake hand in a pocket, so it looked like both hands were in his hoodie, where he was actually reaching from beneath the hoodie to pinch their butts. Or their bums, as he put it. Their bums. And there were not really, like... Like, we talked about, like, sometimes there's, like, a positive reaction to, like, these prank videos. Like, people give their phone numbers or whatever. But all these girls seemed, like, really, really offended and harassed. And... Maybe because they were. Maybe because they were. I would have been. But, uh, I mean, he was just giggling the whole time. And after that video went up... Uh, YouTube as a whole kind of was like, we need to expel Sam Pepper. Um, I know that uh, Hank Green said something in so many words as, you know, you're not allowed at VidCon anymore because that is the Green Brothers creation. Um, how, how we feel about Sam Pepper, guys? I don't like him. Mm -mm. No. Not, not. And the uh, getting expelled from YouTube also, it took a bit of like, it took time. Like, he wasn't just, like, YouTube saying, oh, we need to expel him. It was a bunch of people getting really angry and saying, this video needs to be taken down. There needs to be actions taken against this man. Right. And it took a while before that actually happened. So, you know, oh, it's just a prank. It's just this. And, you know, just right. stuff like that. I think it's just problematic when we turn, like, harassing people, like, the in-the-hood pranks or even some of, like, the random stranger ones, like, harassing people into, like, your entire content that you put out. Like, if you rely on other people having a negative reaction to what you're doing, that just doesn't, doesn't sound good, does it? Mm -mm. I mean, sometimes it can be funny, but... And then, and then he had that other video where he, like, kidnapped his friend and then had himself, quote-unquote, killed on a rooftop somewhere after being in a trunk of a car. And, like, just, it gets excessive sometimes, these videos, don't they? They try too hard. But then eventually, like, Sam Pepper came out and said that his videos were faked, like, it was all staged, whether or not that includes the bum-pinching prank. What do you guys think about, like, faked prank videos? Like, does that make it, like, less entertainment value because those reactions weren't real? Or what, oh, yeah. what do you think? Yeah? It's, like, the same for me. Like, um, if I were to find out that Borat wasn't real. Yeah. Because, like, the, the stakes are just, like, so much funnier if you're told that no one knows what's actually happening. Like, I think Borat works because... No one knows what's happening. If people did know what was happening and they intentionally made it that way, it would just be passed off as, like, another dumb, raunchy yeah. comedy, probably. Um, and it's the same with prank videos, you know? Like, once people are actually in on it, it's like, um, okay. Yeah. I can definitely see that. 
because it's like, oh, what are they going to do next? Like, you have no idea how someone's going to react in real life. And sometimes that makes it all the more funny. But then it's like, if you're doing extreme things where it's like it could legitimately be offensive or hurtful to someone, it, like, subjecting random people to that isn't necessarily a good idea. Right. Like, you know, with Sam Pepper's bum pinching, whatever, it's bum like... pinching. And things like that where you're just being just kind of just straight up harassing people yeah then it's it's not it's not cool yeah it's not cool i just realized guys this goes far beyond youtube reality tv shows have been manipulating people and whatnot for years that's true yeah but they're just following the system reality tv it's all about manipulating people and then getting the reaction that you want Mm -hmm. right yeah through oh my gosh (laughs) oh my gosh everything is so much more corrupt we we sound like we're one of those youtube conspiracy videos where everything eventually leads back to the illuminati honestly the canberry egg does uh, i believe him yeah yeah the cadbury egg yeah uh honestly that that suggestion yeah go watch uh Last week tonight with John Oliver, the Easter episode, um, you'll learn some things about how everything you think is real is a lie. But um, something I noticed with prank videos, though, you don't, except with the exception exception of BF versus GF, it's very rare to see like girl prank videos, like female YouTubers doing prank videos. Whatever has that. Yeah. But Are they more of like a single person or a group of people? I think it's two people. Okay. But I think so that where, might... where do we usually see girls on YouTube, though? Beauty uh, vlogging. Beauty yeah. vlogging. I was about to say that whole uh, lack of females in prank videos might have to do with lack of females Lack in of general. females yeah. on YouTube. I mean, I think that we, we definitely see, of course, uh, where they're most prolific beauty gurus. We see... Um, we even see like let's players. There's like Dodger. You probably and... have some like trying music out. Like right. here's my song. Right. Like listen to my mixtape. Like that that is not gender exclusive. Like everyone is trying to listen to everyone's mixtape. Um and you see I feel like you see a lot more women in like the quote unquote like educational videos where it's like kind of a vlog but they're explaining a subject or like a social issue and that's another big thing. There's feminist channels out there, surprisingly. Yep. Oh. Like, YouTube has not expelled them yet through the comment section. And usually on those channels, the comment section is disabled. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we have, like, uh, I have one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Marina Shut Up is her name. Um, she does, like, Feminist Fridays and just kind of explaining, like, what is manspreading and mansplaining or... Like, what is the issue with the Oscars? Hashtag Oscars so white. Like, that kind of thing. It's just very personable. But uh, one of the most famous examples of feminism in YouTube, though, is probably Feminist Frequency with mm-hmm. Anita Sarkeesian, which I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she did a crowdfunded series of videos um, called Tropes versus Women, and these were specifically focused on how video games represented women and how uh, women typically characters were in video games and how uh, basically there, there's a lot of problematic issues with video games and women and women in video games. And there, I mean, the most famous thing probably about her series, though, was the backlash it got. Mm, yes we're talking bomb threats people it's just it's awful to think about that it's just like 
you know, here's people like pointing out something, speaking their minds, and it's like in this community that it's encouraged to create, and you just get such a negative backlash from it, where to the point where you fear for your safety and your life. Whatever your thoughts on uh, how Anita does what she does, it does not warrant her to get this sort of harassment right to the point where people actually make a video game about beating her up yeah and jeez, there's um yeah uh lacy green also went through a lot of this where she she hosted sex plus which is like a sex ed internet like youtube channel and you know she was driven off because driven off the internet entirely because she was there was just so much harassment towards her and um, somebody, like, she had to move because somebody posted her address online and people were sending her pictures of her own apartment and of Jeez. her, like, walking around. Uh, that's and terrifying. That is just an awful, awful thing where it's like you see these people who are creating and they're finding their little niche and then it's people who are just so against it for some reason find that a reason, like, find... um Words. Find... That, that warrants like Yeah, that too. warrants them to be incredibly violent take violent actions against people like saying that they're gonna kill you or like sending multiple rape threats to that i mean anita sarkeesian had to move and before like thinking about doing this episode i hadn't watched a whole lot of feminist frequency but when i revisited it me and courtney had a little watch session it's not like she's saying like the video game industry as a whole is just awful and sexist and should Mm -hmm. be taken down it was just just like pointing out the flaws right like the damsel in distress trope and i don't think anyone can like argue that that's a thing that video games often use yeah i went uh before this uh podcast i went and read like a couple of articles one that was in support of her and one that was against the one that was in support of her kind of countered the biggest complaints pretty much step by step that she says and it's like listen she doesn't say this or you're overreacting you're misinterpreting what she's saying right and it's a lot of just calm down because like if you go see one of her videos you'll see in like the recommended videos are people reacting to everything she said that's right. wrong it's just there in the side and it's like why anita sarkeesian should never be allowed to play video games or like why anita sarkeesian shouldn't be allowed on youtube like those kind yeah. of like keep, reaction like videos. keep and feminists s- away from it they'll ruin everything well right. like the uh article i read that was against her wasn't like anti-feminist or anything it was yeah. just like here's some problem she has here's something she's uh not reading right or doing right right which is and, yeah that's fine and yeah. like one of the issues was like she says she has said herself she's not a gamer and yet she's doing this but then someone else was like listen if you look at this uh, this quote she says she used to play games as a child but she's not in the big into first person shooters right and that, which, there's a big that difference. doesn't define you as a gamer like first person shooters don't have the corner market on games i don't think no matter what they think um yeah no matter what they like to think um but i mean even like that video that we watched she herself like one of the first things she said was we're still allowed to like enjoy these things and buy into them and like like video games and spend our time with video games but it's important for even the things that we like to point out you know the bad things about them and why that is and where in the future we can change things that make people uncomfortable or sad or, you know, make video gaming better. And, I mean, you can relay that to almost anything. Yeah. It's like junk food. We can enjoy it, but it's also important to point out the bad things. Should I eat 50 packages of Cheetos? No. 
because it's probably not healthy, but I might. Well, I won't because I'm a vegan, but someone <laughs> might. Honestly, I'm like, um, that sounds disgusting. Please but, like, don't. I mean, once, like, a social issue is brought into it, right. then everyone's like, oh, no. It's like, we're not inherently, like, I don't think even her with, like, some of the articles that were published about her, like, saying that she's, like, you know, so against video games. And would she be making this whole series if she wasn't, like, in-depth looking at video games and it's somehow thus enjoying them? It's not like she's like, video games are terrible, they cause violence, blah, blah, blah. No one's saying that, except for maybe, like, some 50-year-old dude is saying that video games cause violence. It's, um, it's like you can enjoy a bunch of things. Like, I can enjoy the comic book universe, I can enjoy superheroes, but I can also recognize the, um, like, the bad tropes for women, like the damsel in distress, the women in the refrigerator trope, which is yep. the maiming, permanent, like, killing of female characters to further the plot of the man, main hero. And, um, but there's... And that, but and also the hypersexualization of women in right. comic books. Like I can still enjoy comic books and superhero movies, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but still point out where their flaws are. It's like that's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah. Like that was the idea this of is this. What the coven is? We enjoy these things, but hey, maybe hmm. the creators and people should like consider this. And in the future, when we make stuff like say. Oh, you know, we probably shouldn't include this character having ridiculously large boobs because, you know, that's not actually representative of what women look like. And people are going to point that out. And haven't even we gotten criticism for being like anti-man? We're, yeah, we're not. Ooh, we have? We have. Oh, they found out my DL On the DL, guys. But, I mean, I'm sure there's listeners out there that are like, you know, we're we're tearing apart the things that they love, but we love these things, too. That's why we sit here for an hour and talk about them. But it's it's just I feel almost responsible to be like, I, I like these things, but it's not cool when they represent women or minorities or LGBTQ plus people in this way. That's it. Yep. That's that's just the whole statement of the coven. We Preach. like these things, but there's something about them we should talk about. Because of oftentimes the argument towards these things of, like, against people pointing these things out is that, well, that's just the way it is. Well, why is it that way? Yeah. It's like, why are we, you know, why are we so used to seeing women hypersexualized and seeing them hurt and every, just why are we so used to n- seeing so many straight white male characters yeah. as opposed to women of color or queer characters? It's like, it's like, it's... To the point of when you call for more representation and we're so we're so used to seeing the straight white male characters that this that when there are less of them, but even still like more of those characters, but there's less than there were. There's there's these five white dudes in this show. What if we made one of them, you know, a gay black girl? It's seen as oppression. I say in I say in finger quotes, like gratuitous finger quotes, because like. (laughs) There, it's just because when you have privilege for so long, having that privilege t- checked and taken away can be seen as oppression. Right. Even though it is not. It's just evening the odds. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, like, we talk about, you You mentioned, like, you know, have five white dudes, what if you made one of them, like, a black gay female? And it's like, yeah, that's great. I feel like some issues we're running into, though, with media is 
token. They're just yes. there, but they have no story. Nope. And, and I think one of my friends who's gay and he's just annoyed, he's like, he's, uh, you know, it's so rare to find, uh, is like a gay, like, especially like lesbians that don't die. At some point in the series. The kill your gays trope. Kill, you, kill all your gays. And that's but, been a very recent trend, people talking about that. And yeah. even the, um, the there's these bunch of white guys and this one woman, this one minority, is a trope in and of itself. It's called the Smurfette Principle. Oh, mm-hmm. that and, makes sense. Yeah, it's that's a like, good title. Because even then, it's like, they're, you're not really diverse. You're just throwing that in just to be like, hey, look, we're diverse when you're not actually. Right. Because, you know, it's like a lot of friend groups, it's... You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you do flock with people who, like, people's like, oh, you flock with people who look like you. No, you flock with people who are interested in the same things that you are. Yeah. It's like, you know. Maybe, yeah, Legend of Korra, really popular. Not an all-white cast at all. Yeah. They're all Asian slash, or whatnot. Although M. Night Shyamalan, Yeah, we're not talking about We're not talking about that. That's not a movie. We don't discuss that. We don't, that didn't happen. Also, the, uh main characters are bisexual right. and they end up together hey. alive i'm sorry i mean very they go to the spirit world maybe we can interpret room. that as dead but they're still alive yeah it's it's um it's hard to find lesbian and gay characters but like as a bisexual woman it is so hard to find characters yeah. like me <laughs> is it i feel like youtube too helps with like finding representation where you can't find it on like cable tv or in movies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because like tyler oakley obviously has been a real uh figure and the lgbtqi plus shane dawson shane dawson even Uh, meg turney meg turney she's big about the bisexual thing i was like yes idol (laughs) and you don't you don't see that nearly as much as you do like on what we would call like mainstream media so I noticed a big thing watching this year's uh, YouTube Rewind, the 2015 YouTube Rewind. Um, they did a lot, by the way, of like LGBT representation. They had that first part of the video was from a parody. Not I don't want to say a parody, but paying homage to that video that went viral last year of like the skeletons and the x-ray machine kissing. Yes. And then it's revealed, hey, they're both girls. All love looks the same. And there was a giant rainbow flag. Now, did we feel like this was kind of like pandering and trying to do the token thing? Or did we feel that that was done well? I personally feel like it was done well because it was very topical with the massive win of same-sex marriage ruling. And like last year, it was a massive topic. And it was such a big deal, even though some states are like, well, you can get married, but we're going to make it harder for you. But that's a completely different issue. But there's... There's... um. Like, I feel like a lot of people do complain that it was pandering, but it was also a massive hot-button issue last year. So yeah. it was very topical. That's funny to think that that was just last year. I'm mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, Like, first of all, the production value of that thing was incredible. Oh like, dang. Like, I don't really know how they managed to pull that off. It was really right. well done. YouTube rewinds are always mind-blowing. Um, But it wasn't my favorite probably just because um not not considering representation like youtube rewinds are supposed to like i feel like capture more of like what happens in youtube in a year and i feel like they only hit a couple of like points and that was it like they hit the just do it and the skeleton thing and some like viral songs that was like it yeah um but as far as representation goes um yeah they did have a lot of it but um, 
it did feel tokeny because most of them I didn't know. And maybe I'm not like the most well-rounded like oh i know every youtuber like yeah i'm not i'm definitely not that kind of person that would be impossible at How that point but i i do try and keep track right uh as best as i can and there were so many people where i'm just like who are you and a lot of the youtube rewind stuff is coming into not even really like encompassing what youtube what happened on youtube it's hey here's these youtubers that you know Right. Like, exactly. And they're doing stuff. It's become more about YouTubers than the events, do you think? And that's what YouTube itself is almost becoming, is that it's becoming more about getting the fame and getting, like, the recognition and stuff rather than these people just, like, creating their own content. Right. Because it's, like, there's such a high demand for stuff. It's, like, people are just, like, we need this. And it's just, you know, you see, it's, it is a full-blown career. And it's, like... Yeah, we have the term YouTuber. Yeah, it's, like, they're getting paid so much money for this. It's like you see like entire production companies are based like Rooster Teeth that have a large following basis on YouTube. Right. It's like that's where it comes out. I mean, it has they have their own site, but obviously they didn't start on YouTube. They predate YouTube. Usually you find them through YouTube. But you had something to say, Christine. Oh, yeah. My opinions on the YouTube rewind. Uh, not a fan, actually. Like, honestly, I only knew, like, a few of those people, so the whole, like, representation didn't really, like, hit me. Yeah. And also, that's not really what YouTube gave. They're more, like, pulling out. They're pulling out popular YouTubes. Okay. So it's not really like, oh, they created this. It's like, they didn't really create this representation. So much that, like, they kind of, like, maybe you can say they assisted for having the platform. They gave, like, a platform. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I also felt like the video lasted way too long. Like, I think halfway through, they have a low point. I was like, oh, finally done. It's like, nope, nope, still have yeah. a I, whole other. Uh, my main thing with it was I always enjoy it, but I was very, like, pleasantly surprised to see them, like, represent more of, like, you know, the other half of YouTube we don't think about a whole lot, which is, like, most of the world uses YouTube, and not everyone speaks English. Mm-hmm. And so they had, uh, there was a couple Japanese YouTubers. Um, there were uh, Spanish-speaking YouTubers. Um, I can't speak to what the other language was, but just the fact that that was on there, I think, is a big step up from what they've done in the past. YouTubers React also did something where they also bring in some Japanese YouTubers and have them react yeah, to videos as well, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool because that's a big thing where it's like, Especially internet is such, it seems like it's such a westernized type thing where everyone automatically assumes that you're American or European. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, but there is a whole different half of it. It's like Japan and Asia are so technologically adept. Like, they know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the K-pop industry is just absolutely massive. The Like, the production value for that type of stuff. And we often forget it's like there there are people that aren't from you know america canada europe and i'm not in like when i say europe i'm talking like uk and germany and france instead they don't think dan and phil and uh pewdiepie and ireland uh, for jack jack septica yeah and Mm. uh marzia from italy and yeah yeah and pewdiepie's from sweden sweden okay sweden I, I can't I can't keep I don't listen to me. Can't, listen to course. Here's what I want next for next year. More memes from the <laughs> year. Memes. Also, I am not More a fan. Pee-pee the frog. Yeah, no. Um 
And also, I I had so much issues with their dancing. It just felt so forced. I I like the whole carefree, like they're going with the beat. Yeah. They're just, it's not like strong choreo. If you have a group of people dancing to it and they're having fun. Yeah. I like less structure. I don't think there were any viral dance videos this year for them to copy. There were oh. no like Gangnam Styles or anything. Right. Watch Whip and Nene though. Whip, that was the big true. thing. Oh yeah, that was pretty true. cool. That's actually Hotline the video bling. was called Watch Me 2015. Right. And um, going off the, like the social media stuff is that the Amazing Race, their current season is social media influencers, yeah. right? Like YouTubers. It's like that's because it's become, it's overtaking. I personally think it's overtaking TV and mainstream media. Just because of the idea that it's so different, you can create whatever you want. And there's, and Rooster Teeth has brought this up that they created Red versus Blue and everything, out of the idea that well we're into it into this. So statistically, there are bound to be some other people who right. are also into the same things. And you know, it's like TV just seems like to me it seems just so tired. So like so it's many tired. things have been so Go overdone. To bed, TV. It's you like, need a nap. It's like how I am with Supernatural. It just needs to die. But there's, I'm a Supernatural. Like I was a fan, by the way. It's just like it's gone on for so long. Right. I can see that. It's like the thing about the internet is that there's so many different things. It can go so many different ways, and we have the freedom to make our own content. Right. It's just the new stuff. All yeah. The new stuff. Where it's like TV. It's just like scripted. It's very much like the we writers have, to, have control and people yeah. feel like they don't have a say in it. You have to meet certain quotas of certain things. Otherwise we're not going to get the airtime. We're not going to get the advertisers, that kind of thing. But I am um, back to, I thought it was really interesting how we kind of perceive uh, YouTubers as uh, coming. If they're from Europe, it's typically the UK, which doesn't really even consider itself a part of Europe. The British invasion. Why they're British YouTubers are massive really thing because they're hot. It's because they're hot. And like, a lot of them are accent. also you could oh. probably interpret as not the nicest people, though. You could probably say the British YouTubers. Yeah, yeah. They're lang- they have a bit of a different language. Not afraid of saying some words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's definitely um, certain vloggers that uh, abuse that more than others. Uh, I feel like. Uh, Dan and Phil are probably the most accessible, like, vloggers. Like, I feel like I got into them when I was maybe, like, 13, 14. Yep. And it never felt like I was like, oh, you know, this isn't for me. This is for an older audience. Nah. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they appeal to a very wide audience. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because uh, YouTubers don't really have to answer to any, like, specific demographic. Mm-mm. They can do they can do what they want, but with that demographic, that they were kind of uh, accessible to comes the fangirls, and with the fangirls comes the fan fiction. Ugh. I thought you were going to say comes <laughs> the jealous fangirls if they ever get a girlfriend, right? And then oh. all the nasty things I get said. That's definitely a thing too. How uh, YouTubers are treated, especially male YouTubers, are treated when they get a girlfriend, and then oh, how girlfriends are treated, right? Like, yeah what happens online the backlash there's like no he's my husbando husbando what husbando you know if i find out like someone's got a new girlfriend or something serious and i'm just like oh i always wonder how long they should wait until revealing we're dating (laughs) or something right that's not necessarily just a youtube specific thing though like even when celebrities start dating people Mm -hmm. get butthurt over that Harry Styles. I'm sorry. Cough, cough. Or, cough. like, remember that uh, video that went viral where 
the mom's like talking to her little girl and she's like yeah uh god what's the adam levine adam levine like uh, he's married and she just gets so sad that was the cutest video um but i wanted to bring up british youtubers because something came up recently so zoella She's uh, a beauty guru. She does the vlogging. She hangs out with Dan and Phil sometimes. She's generally in that British YouTubers spectrum. Are she and Alfie still together? She and Alfie are still together. Okay. Um, which they're adorable. Uh, and he, Zalfie. <laughs> Zalfie. Zalfie for life. My OTP. And he also is a YouTuber, which is an- another thing. YouTubers dating each other um, and how that affects their channel views. But anyway, so recently... On her Snapchat, she Snapchatted a goodnight photo, and it was like, "Good night, everyone. I'm going to bed." And you know, she was holding the phone up like while she was laying in bed, and you could see that she was wearing a T-shirt. But in the very corner, you could also see that uh, she was wearing underwear and not pants to bed. Which, like personally, I was like, "Yes, this is what you do." Yeah, because that's it comfortable. Hot. It gets hot in the summer. Or and whatever. You can wear whatever you want to bed. Right. That is your that right. is your bedtime. That is your bedtime. That is time for you in Dreamworld. Yeah. But um and then there was a backlash online that like screenshotted that picture and said that Zoella was a bad example for her audience, which is a lot of younger girls, because <gasps> she was wearing suggestive things and posting pictures of herself in her underwear. <laughs> Emma Emma's making frustrated walrus noises in the corner. How how we feel about that, Emma? How how we feel about this? People can wear and do whatever they want with them like to a certain extent, of course. Don't want to like don't like harass people or anything. We've don't covered that. Don't want to go like Lady Gaga extremes. But like it is their life. Yep. It is their social media. And from what it seems like, she didn't even, she wasn't even, like, taking nude pictures or something like that. She wasn't no. even, like... It was the corner of her hip. It's it just, was, like... It was hardly on purpose. It's just, like, yeah. why? Like, why is that even a big deal? It's, like, you know, isn't that normal bed bed attire? Just, like, yeah. t-shirt yeah. and, like... Yeah. like. Uh, it, I just thought it was a good example of how the internet does this awful thing and putting people on pedestals and then instantly slut shaming anyone that falls out of their line of what is decent Hardy quotations captain feminism is against your slut shaming the, what's it say the high, higher up you are the harder it hurts when you hit the ground yeah yeah the yeah. bigger they are the harder they fall i know um fun fact that just means anything of fighting yeah <laughs> <laughs> fun fact after this happened uh alfie uh snapchatted a picture of him in her underwear bless so we got that out of this so i'm satisfied but okay so to to wrap this up we've talked about uh you know how hard it is now to become popular uh what kind of like kind of demographics there are on youtube what kind of like the main videos where you know people have the most power da 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 um who who's you guys' favorites? Where do they fall in the hierarchy of YouTube? Emma, Courtney, 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 Courtney. Um, <laughs> okay, Daily knows who my favorite YouTuber is because yeah, I talk do. about him nonstop. My favorite YouTuber is Jax Films. He's not one of like the 
most extremely popular in the world. In fact, they still won't let him go on the YouTube Rewind, even though he has 2 million subscribers. Just this year he got it, though. Uh, or I should say last year. But um, he is primarily um, a uh, parody music video sketch channel, but he also has series where he makes fun of uh, uh, his commenters and other commenters uh, grammar, which I love being news editor and things like that. I just love making fun of like grammar and stuff. And But some of his other series focuses on fan interaction. Like yesterday, I asked you, he'll pose a question and uh, people, he'll have the Hit the you know people will respond and the whole video is just him taking the comments and reading them and probably editing it in a funny way or reading them in a funny way but that's it or then there's a jackass where or not jackass sorry jack jack ask that's the the <laughs> the pun you, there. you see where it yeah <laughs> uh, but um he uh he has he asks people to ask him questions and then he responds in a very sarcastic way and i just love that i love sarcasm <laughs> clearly clearly courtney you love sarcasm i don't really think i do love sarcasm daily actually <laughs> sarcasm is one of my least favorite things in this whole world oh i'm so sorry for getting that mixed up oh i just your feelings must be just uh, uh this is all very sincere this is all very <laughs> sincere but okay uh who's your favorite female youtuber uh, as much as I love Jenna Marbles, I'm really inclined to not like whatever's most popular, uh, and she's the most popular female YouTuber, so I go with a Community Channel, and it's great because she's from Australia, and she's Vietnamese, and she's a woman. That's so much representation. Hey. And she's a vegan. <laughs> More representation. So I, I like her a lot. Um, she also is a, like, parody uh, skit. You, you can see the kind of videos I like. I really like the parody videos. Yeah. Um, and she um, basically has a lot of, like, self-depreciating humor. Like, the video she just came out with was, like, I don't know where to put my hands whenever someone takes a picture of me. And she's like, I need, like, a special kit that, like, whenever someone needs to take a picture of me I can just pull it out and like grab a bottle of toothpaste or something <laughs> and then I'll have something to do with my hands and like that she has like an infomercial and the person on the other side of the camera is like wow your hands look so preoccupied like, <laughs> she just does really funny things like that or like how when dead bodies are found they're often found by joggers and yeah she's just like representing herself as a jogger and she's like I don't know why I keep finding all these bodies. Maybe I should just start jogging at night. <laughs> uh, there was actually an Onion article about that. It's just, oh, my gosh. The headline was, Joggers are tired of being the only ones to find dead bodies. <laughs> and that made me laugh really hard. Beautiful. So, yeah, uh, Jack's Films, Community Channel, both really funny, both really great. Yeah. How do you feel like Community Channel is treated in the comment section? We had our homework, which right. was to watch a female YouTuber and then find something in the comment section. Yeah, you know what? Um... I really tried to find something negative, and I honestly couldn't. Yeah, like, I looked, and I scrolled down, down, all the way down, and um, I couldn't find anything that was, like, that negative. I found, here's what I found that, like, might be uh, considered negative. And this is her alluding to it herself. Like, at the end of each video, she features comments and talks about them she calls it porno music slash comment time where she plays like sexy music and reads the comments but like um like here's one i only show my mom your videos she always presses the thumbs down button 
Like, Not, yeah. And she was like, you know what? I actually get that comment a lot. That's okay. And then another one that was like, you're an old original. Isn't it about, isn't it about time you retired like so many of the others? Meaning like she got started in like 2008 when like the YouTuber craze was like starting and a lot of people from 2008 who are YouTubers aren't really YouTubers anymore. So Mm -hmm. someone was just like, shouldn't you retire? But I never found anything that was like, oh, this woman or anything like that. Yeah. Which is really great. I feel like when I ask Emma, who is your favorite YouTuber and then your favorite female YouTuber that you're going to say something different about the comment section. Um, my favorite YouTubers are, um, of course, Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter. Just, I love their stuff. But Dan and Phil, definitely. Because mm-hmm. they, they launched me into the whole YouTube-verse. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I did watch some Ryan Higa, some Jenna Marbles before that, back in, like, you know, back in the day, How in to Be day. Ninja. Which was a Wednesday, Never the forget. There's, um, but um, Dan and Phil are just, like, they were the first ones that I, that, like, super, like, I got into freshman year of high school, I'm just, I'm going to see their live show in Indianapolis later in May, and I'm literally, like, crying. So exciting. But, um, yeah, he is, they are definitely my top favorite YouTubers. Um, and my female YouTuber, one of my favorites is Meg Turney. Yeah. Just because I am also a cosplayer, super excited, and, like, um. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I am going to RTX this summer, yeah, and I'm girl. really, really excited. And I'm also going to be taking cosplays there, and like you know, I and you know, even the first episode, the Captain Feminism thing, was a whole cosplay idea. Yeah, except I was creating my own character. And there's like, and you know, she's also a bisexual woman on this platform. And you know, of course, there's always, um, there's always with her. I don't really see negative comments on YouTube as I do on Instagram. Yeah. Where she, like... Because she, she posts a lot of photos of, like, her body and stuff because she's confident. It's like, why not? She's a model. Like, I'm like, she models. Like, yeah. She's, yeah, a, she's model, a model. And they, um, they, like, say a lot of really, like, bad things. And it's just, you know... Like, sexual harassment or just, like, calling her just, like, oh, you slut, you know, just, like, stop posting pictures of yourself. Yeah, that kind of thing. And That's unfortunate. And, like, a lot of the stuff that she gets is a lot of, like, slut shaming, a lot of, oh, well, you're just a dumb fake geek girl. Oh, gosh. the fa- That was almost what we called this podcast was the fake geek girl podcast. <laughs> because, obviously, if you're a girl and you enjoy nerdy things, you're just doing it to get the boys. Oh, yeah, That's what obviously. I do it for, right? Wait. Is, I is get that the. I get, I get you guys do Christine, this. Christine, no. Christine, uh, no. Uh, I, I should leave. I Goodbye. obviously only do it to get the boys that only like fifteen percent of me is attracted to. Right. <laughs> right. But so, Christine, fave YouTuber, fave female YouTuber. How are they treated in the comments section? I, I've been struggling because I've been trying to think of my answer. I think I'm going to try to sway a little bit. Um, I mean, clearly, my fave is Ryan Haywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, for so many reasons. Yes. Um, I don't want to talk about it because I'd like to meet him one day and not have a restraining order. <laughs> um, <laughs> well put. So let me well go put. with a. I'm going to talk more about this other YouTube channel, uh, Switcher. They go by a lot of different names, uh, but I really like them. It's it's like four guys pretty much. Yeah. And you know, they play like a lot of different. They'll do like full let's plays. Of all sorts of game, different games, and they talk about a lot of female issues. And they're also, from what I've heard from other people, to say 
They're also one of the few uh, Let's Players to actually talk about like issues with how mentally disabled people are treated in video games, like monsters. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my god, so, yes. These guys are actually pretty good. Podcast idea. <laughs> yeah. That hey. trope annoys me like no other, but we'll get to that some other time. But yeah, I really like these guys. I've been, I've actually I think pre I'm pretty sure I've listened to them. They're like babies first i've listened i've been with them longer than rooster teeth wow nice yeah. Ooh. OG. so yeah i've been with them for uh, pretty much since the beginning nice so ride till you die yeah oh yeah and the other uh shoot oh yeah females mm-hmm. uh, of course i love Lindsay. But again Lindsay. i'm going to try stray little talk about uh not that much strain though yeah uh i think we have to go with barbara dunkelman just because puns <sighs> Puns. Just because puns, and also Barbara Punkelman. Yeah, I love, I love how her confident, how confident she is. Yeah, and there are some things where I'm like, well, can't believe she talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> and I would, <laughs> I would bring it up, but I know what you're talking I, about, I don't know. I know exactly. Yeah, we're we're we're, like, we're not rated the same. Yeah, way, some but, things Gavin yeah. has asked. I'm just like, I'm like Gavin, why? And then, but she just goes for it. And it's like, all right then. Okay. How, how do you feel like she's treated by general commenters online? Um, probably better than Lin- she doesn't play as much as Lindsay. She does. She works with the community, right. so she's you don't want to piss media. off the community manager. She's yeah. mainly social media. Most right. the worst right. I see is people doing "God damn it, Barbara" kind of thing. Yeah, the but that—that's like, more of a meme. It, that's a, that's a, that's it's, become a meme. I have a button on my backpack yeah. that says "God damn it, Barb. Com- like. Rooster Teeth loves her, and she's really nice. And yay, yeah, yay, good things. Um, my favorite for uh probably my current favorite is John Tron because oh, yeah. I mean his videos that he's producing now aren't my faves, but like I can go back to any of his video prior to like this last couple months and just enjoy the hell out of myself, which is what I want in a YouTuber. You know, I want to I want to be laughing the hey, whole Daily, time. Guess what? What? You won the prize. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um everyone should go watch John Tron's review of uh Birdemic Shock and Terror. Oh. So I was wondering like, Christine and I just shared a look of confusion. I watched John Tron and I'm just like, okay. But I, I like his movie reviews best, probably, or like the really, really classic obscure games. But uh, obviously, John, 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 John. I like it when he throws up candy corn. That's true. That he's happens like, a lot. He's like, <laughs> everyone can just go watch. Just go watch. Does guys. he actually vomit candy corn? Kind no, of. Like, he actually I mean, destroys like, his games. Yeah, he actually destroys his yeah, games. Yeah, you just like, you have to see it. But because like we're about to go like Michael and Gavin on extra life direction here. Or just Michael in it's, general. It's just Michael throwing things. Stop up. eating things, boy. You shouldn't be eating. But um, my fine, favorite uh, female YouTuber probably is uh, Anna Akana, which she does like comedy skits. She does like informative like things. I wish I w- like one of her most viral videos was things I wish I had told my younger self, and like it was very heartfelt and like you know like don't be so hard on yourself and that kind of thing but then she has also videos where she talks about dressing up her cats and how her cats don't enjoy that and she's just who i want to be in the future which is someone who has probably too many cats and a lot of cute outfits um but she she talks about the real issues that we try to get at here at the coven too which i really appreciate but in doing that sometimes she gets some backlash online and that's in the comment section. So she did a skit recently called um, 
if women ruled the world and it was like she uh was trying to get a promotion and it was like you know we're, we're gonna give you know the intern the you know junior executive per- position and it's like well, I've, I've been here for five years, though, and it's like, yeah, but he just reminds me a lot of myself when I was a young boy his age. and But then it switched, but not all the issues were resolved just because it was women in power, which I think was a very good thing that it was pointing out mm-hmm. because it was doing it through the lens of as long as we consider one gender to be less than the other, there will never be true equality. That is mm-hmm. so important. That, Such an important message. Yeah, especially because that's typically what feminists are like demonized as being, like trying to get women above men. That's not the case. No, we are Destroy not. all men. But hashtag share. I found it. some comments. Some comments. All Just right. The general, who let her out of the kitchen? If women ruled the world, then there would be no such thing as comedy or funny anymore. Fair. That was a chair, everyone. But uh, Because obviously women can't be funny. And then, if women ruled the world, we'd all be dead and most likely stuck back in 1000 BC. What? I don't understand that. That was one. my favorite BC. All right. That continue. was my fa- that was my favorite year, guys. Great band. That was, that was a great year, an excellent year, good for the grapes. I think I don't that was know. the year that SpongeBob, Patrick, and Squidward traveled into in that They're, one episode where they were all cavemen. One thousand BC. Never forget. But I mean, generally, the YouTube comment section isn't a good reflection of who actually is on YouTube and who's enjoying because, like, no. I don't I don't comment a lot. No, um, I comment on Jackson's videos in the hopes go. to get on, but, but I, I try commenting it rarely. I think one time I was like, I made top comment. Remember when top comment was a oh, thing? Yeah. I remember that, so. that happened one time, and I was like, I made top comment. <gasps> what do I do <laughs> now? <laughs> Scream. Yep. But th- this has been the Coven's top comment on YouTube. The lack of women in YouTube, the glaring lack of women. That's 6%, though, guys. Mm-hmm. 6% of the top YouTubers are women. We we have an issue with this here at the Coven. But we still enjoy YouTube, and we will still consume YouTube. But it's just important for us to say, that's problematic. Did it do? We need some kind of jingle. Like, I don't think we, we're musical enough. We're not musical enough. We tried, though. That's... Anger. I don't know. Anger. I was yeah, about that's... to do Rick and Morty <laughs> quote and just, I, without realizing it. I was like, wait, no. Just copyright. like smacking on a, like, the hard part of a piano and just like, anger. That's our jingle. You start, you start like playing something and you're just, ah! <laughs> just... Yeah. So, uh, this has been the YouTube episode of The Coven. I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm. Joining me today was the woman who needs no last name or introduction. Emma, hashtag no last name. Don't forget the hashtag. And the always well-accessorized... Courtney Tuckman, the Hairbill Slayer. There we go. And she who has hashtagged her own last name. Hashtag hair Christine, hair Christine. There we Christine go. Hair. Make sure to like or don't give me Make a sure to like and subscribe. I was about to say that. I'm such. I'm in such a YouTube mindset. Like, right? comment, subscribe, like, rate five stars. YouTube rate channel. five stars. Remember when that was oh a thing? Gosh. Yeah. Make sure to rate five stars on this podcast and check out all our other wonderful podcasts here at our channel, bitebsu.com. Thank you for joining us and expect a fantastic podcast next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.